Hey, what's going on, everybody? James Reese here once again. This is the part of the podcast where there's going to be some commercials. So just sit through it for about 40 seconds, and then you're going to get to the good stuff. What is going on, everybody? James Reese, Cerebral Fit Podcast. Thanks again for listening once again to this uh, the newest episode here. I'm once again here at Premier West in Lubbock, Texas, doing a recording. I just got done with my... Uh, First client of the morning, Mr. Larry Vigil. Shout out to Larry. Did a wonderful job today. It was leg day. Uh, got some get- good kettlebell swings out of the way, goblet squats, and a whole lot of on it training done. Yes, on it training. Um, as of late, we've we've shifted more from using the machines and incorporating a lot more on it training and bodyweight exercises because I feel right now we're past. We're past the machines, and my training style is a continuing, continuing in the fact that it's evolving. It's an evolving style that is going to just continue to do so for as long as I see fit. Um, and Larry was the first client that I actually ever signed when I was still over at the Falls, and you know, we started off in the machines. We did, we did, you know in that era and then we eventually drifted towards on it the the mace and the kettlebell and all that and he actually in the battle ropes included and he actually started buying the stuff he bought he has clubs he has maces and stuff because he believed in what on it was and basically the exercises because it was working the exercises that we were doing were working and so it's proof proof in the pudding right there i mean this this gentleman over a year and a half ago was was over 200 pounds and you know near well, I say over 200 pounds. He was 300 pounds. Let me take that back. Yeah. And so, you know, he's worked hard, you know, nutrition-wise and, and and fitness-wise to get down to where he's at right now. So he's, you know, he's a new man. It's it's just cool to see that. So um, we're nearing that one-year mark. And so the um, he's put on muscle, too, along with weight. And that's one of the, the things that we've done is, you know, specifically just kind of focus on the overall round health now we're focusing more on just establishing that muscle from what the the free weight exercise you know i say free weight but the body weight exercises and then the club and mace exercise are going to do when we use more of those and do combos instead of just you know okay let's uh let's hit the shoulder press machine here so and that was one of the there's gonna be several things i'm talking about in this episode but it's gonna be a longer one because i got a nice little break right now between um Mr. Vigil here and my next client here at 10 o'clock. As of this recording, it's Thursday. And so uh, I'll be the first one to admit to you that I've probably done two versions of this specific episode. Uh, One on Monday, one on Tuesday. And a lot's just happened this week in terms of just what I want to talk about. I go back and forth. Man, you know, you, you get an episode in the can you know, you wrap it up and then suddenly it's like something happens and then it's like, man, I, I, I should talk about that. So Thursday is, is I think, the, probably the best day to get a good recording down, especially considering on my schedule wise that it's the least busiest day of my week, you know, and I got to use that to my advantage. So here we are. And once again, I am recording from my phone. And well, what, what do we talk about? What, you know, <laughs> where, where does this go to? And so, uh, first of all, I want to give a good shout out to a listener of the podcast and a dear friend of mine, Douglas Barnett or Doug Barnett, as I've gone to know him. I've known Doug since 2005 when I moved to Texas Tech. And, uh, the story of how we met is actually pretty funny. Um, 
Doug lived in the apartment next to me on the deck, so he was upstairs, and so uh, a lot of our time, you know, we get to know each other, just kind of, hey, how you doing? Doing good, doing good, you know, just the usual casual, you know, neighborly hello, and then one night after I had come back from a meeting, I believe it was for Hispanic Student Society, and I had forgot my keys, or no, 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 let me, let me correct myself, my lock was on the fritz it needed some wd-40 it needed to be oiled up and the key didn't want to turn it got stuck so i got pissed off and i said i've had enough of this crap so then i started to kick my door down started bam bam and here's doug and he said dude dude dude, hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on so he doug gets in some bring brings some wd-40 out sprays the lock down boom voila problem solved and we're like man thank you man i i I don't know what i was thinking man i just you know and uh we've been good friends ever since um we spent a lot of good times on that porch of his called we actually became known as doug's porch where a lot of us who were neighbors we would go up there we would have drinks usually around it was basically our our nice little happy hour spot around five or six I, i i don't know how many times i'd go up there i mean hundreds hundreds of times and so we had a lot of good times up there watching football basketball movies just chilling on that that deck of his and so many of us who've lived in lubbock um and have known me have uh have made it have have made a trip to doug's porch so doug is currently over in galveston texas right now enjoying the beach the beach bum life yeah i visited him a few times over there need to go back there again hopefully here soon or you know the opportune time but uh galveston's actually one of my favorite places places to visit in texas there's a lot of good history there uh if you're into history um and it's just it's a really neat place it's a small town with this big town feel i mean yeah it's connected to houston so it's basically a suburb of houston but the way that it feels it's, it's it just has that small town mixed in with that big city vibe so uh shout out to doug for listening to the podcast miss you buddy i'll see you uh, hope, hopefully i'll see you soon uh but you know with a shout out here sounds like now continuing on uh one of the things that i wanted to talk about from a training perspective, a fitness professional perspective, is in regards to the NBA Finals and Kevin Durant, his injury, but also how that correlates with what I'm doing now with my kids. Um, at the time of this recording, right now the NBA uh, Finals are still going on. Now tomorrow, that could be over if Toronto wins. But the big news out of this week was Kevin Durant rupturing his Achilles uh, after a month of being on the sidelines for a strained right calf, which, you know, uh, for a lot of us out there who have strained muscles, you know, a month long from being from, from a strain, a, a strain, um, that's unusual. That's very unusual. And so one of the things that I was discussing with my, my new clients, my youngsters, the basketball players, was the fact that this is a very unusual uh, timeline for him. This isn't right. There's more to this injury than what appears. And so, of course, Kevin Durant plays and starts off on a hot streak, but then he ruptures his Achilles. And so, of course, from a fitness perf- you know, I'm sitting there, you know, on the couch watching the game, watching it unfold, and I see his look, I see his body language, and I knew immediately, was, oh, sh-, you know, this dude, there's, this is very reminiscent of what Kobe did and just that, that, that reaching for that 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 spot you know and 
sure enough, he ruptured it. Well, this of course brings a lot of questions to the forefront. Did they know? What did they not? You know, what did they know? What did they not know? What What did Kevin Durant know? And so, with my kids, I told them, guys, here's the deal. Especially yesterday, and here was the 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 timing of everything. But um, I told them, you know, when you get injured, and if you're still injured, don't you want to play around it not don't play through it because you're just going to make things worse and a lot of us out there have had twisted ankles and all that and we continue to play which i guess in our head it's like oh, i'm a warrior whatever fine sometimes sometimes you can play through it and you'll be okay but if it's something that's legit serious you don't want to make it worse and so case being yesterday i had a client of mine he had a previous back, back, basketball camp that he was at. He's been doing it this week. And he shows up. He's my last client of the day. And he's like, I twisted my ankle. And I'm like, oh, man, he twisted his right ankle. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking in my head, all right, this is different for me because I haven't had a client show up. Well, A, I haven't had a client get hurt on my watch. B, I haven't had a client um, injure himself like legitimately an hour before coming in. But he came in anyways. And so I'm thinking, all right, well, that's, you know, I, I kind of paused for a little bit in my head. I'm going through a lot of different things like, all right, how am I going to do this? What are we going to do? Should I cancel it? Should I say, hey, let's, let's just don't, let's don't risk it. But so I take him to the, we take, we go up to the cycle and I'm like, all right, let's, let's give this a shot. And then about five seconds, we start pedaling and I look at him. Hey man, how are you feeling? He's like, it, it kind of hurts. I said, all right, stop. And so what we do from that point on is that I make... I turn it, his unfortunate injury into, we work around it. We don't work through it. And all his exercises at this point become upper body based or sedentary. So we keep him off that right foot of his. We don't put any weight on it. We keep him off. So he uses a BOSU ball. He uses, you know, a plyo box bar to do battle ropes, do some throws. We do, we, I teach him how to work around that injury to not put through it because I'm not going to have him stand on that. And so that was something that I was basically preaching to him is like, listen, man, I understand that you want to play, but at this point, it's just happened. Let's, you know, let's take advantage of this and let's, I'll show you how to work out around that. And I did. And I felt that it was very helpful for him to realize that, you know, you can work around it, but, you know, he, he asked me flat out, should I, should I skip practice? And I said, well, that's up to you. That's up to your mom. That's up to your coach. I don't want to really interfere in in what may, they may have planned for you. I, and based off what um, I know of this club, this this ball club, uh, they're very very intelligent. They uh, based off what I've seen in terms of uh, their training style, they're very very creative of what they do. And so I don't want to, you know, if they got, I don't want to say, hey, no, don't go to practice, you know, forget that. But at that same time, it's like I'm gonna make, you're going to have to make that decision for yourself if you want to go out there and play. I wouldn't because last time I had a twisted ankle, I continued to play in a basketball game, and that was one of the stupidest things I ever did because I injured it even more. And uh, I wasn't – I still, to be quite honest, I think it was my left ankle. Yeah, it was. It was my left ankle. I wasn't the same for a month, a month, because I decided to pot dog it and play hero ball, and then wall for what? It was a what a company basketball game. There was no there was no there was no finals on the line. There was nothing on the line. It was just pride. But 
here I am hobbling down the court trying to make something of nothing and honestly I should have just sat my ass down but that was the point I wanted to make to my client this youngster was that you know which what we can do is we'll work around it I'm going to show you these exercises that you can work around with around it with but at that same time after this is done I want you to go to the house put some hot cold therapy get some ice on it get some icy hot it takes some ibuprofen whatever and hopefully tomorrow it'll essentially start to you know you can put some weight on it and whatnot so uh i hope i hope he's okay i think i mean he will be okay getting a twisted ankles in basketball is a part of the game it's a part of life and so he will recover from it he's a youngster but for a lot of us else out there you know that when we get hurt in the gym or in life or whatever you know in our heads you know we try to muscle through things and there are going to be some occasions that you have to work through the injury whether that's that's where that's in the game of life you know you have to go to work whatever and you know especially you have to there's just some situations you have no choice which you know that's in itself that's as i said it in that sentence it speaks for itself but um you know when it, in regards to to going to the gym and stuff if you're legitimately hurt if this is something that does require rest take the rest don't push through it that whole no pain, no gain mentality, I'm sorry, it's flawed, it, 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 it just doesn't work. And I, you know, if I have a torn rotator cuff, I'm not going to go in to the gym the next day and start doing shoulder presses. Because why would I want to do that? A, it's going to hurt like hell, and then B, I'm just going to mess it up even more. It's stupid, it's stupid, it's stubborn. And you don't want to do that. And so... You know, I coincidentally, I had another uh, one of the other clients I had, uh, the mother I talked to, has like an injury in her patella, and she's like, well, I really can't be doing squats anymore, I shouldn't be, but I still do, I'll just take three ibuprofen and just muscle through it, and I kind of had this look on my face of like almost terror, terrified, I was like, you really need to stop doing that, and you really need to get the surgery done, and so... I understand the competitive nature of people. I mean, I wasn't a, a five-star athlete, high school, college, or anything like that. But I, I do have a very deep competitive nature to me. With that being said, though, with all the mileage I've accrued in life, but not to mention what I do as a fitness professional now, it has certainly led me to 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 be more helpful in terms of giving and dropping knowledge on these people that, you know, hey, you got a twisted knee, stay off of it. Stay off of it. If you want to do some cardio, get on a BOSU ball, do some battle ropes. But you're limited in what you can do. Work around it, don't work through it. And that is something that as trainer, as a, as a trainer, as a fitness professional, but what other fitness professionals should be doing is is advocating for just smart training not you know pushing through stuff just for the sake of you know to boost your ego to to feel like you're 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 playing hero ball you know it doesn't it doesn't work it does not work because ultimately you're gonna fuck yourself up you know kevin durant should have not been playing in my opinion my opinion as a fitness professional, the Golden State Warriors medical staff probably failed him on that front. That they felt, and I believe Steve Kerr, 
talked about it, but they felt he could play. Of course you could feel he's going to play. You're playing for the championship, you know? Even in my brief, you know, when I was in high school playing, you know, uh, cross country, I injured myself, and they were really, you know, push pushing for me to go in again. I was, but I knew I was hurt. I was like, I can't run. If I run or continue to do this, and then I had one doctor said, you, if you continue to run, I'm going to recommend you go talk to an orthopedic surgeon. That changed my mind. But then you go get a second opinion, which is not a, you know, not a dumb idea. He encouraged me to continue to run. Of course. His son was the captain of the cross-country team, so that's why he said that. So you get these two different opinions from two different people who have vested interests. The guy who told me about the, who recommended the orthopedic surgeon had no vested interest in my athletic career. The other one, of course, he was a parent. Of course I want, you to, I want to see you play. Yeah, we need you. Yeah, but you're not really thinking about my well-being, are you? So uh, needless to say... You know, you want to keep that in mind. If you're an athlete out there, you know, have that, seek that second or even third opinion. You want to have, keep your options open, but you want to play smart about it. And so that's a hard lesson to learn in life because it's, it's, it's a painful one. That's a legit painful one to learn. And so, you know, that's something as a trainer that really this week has opened my eyes a bit more to the idea of just making sure to, to, to keep my clients safe, but also to keep them safe outside the gym as well. To let them know that it's okay to sit out a game or two or three to get better. You can get made fun of, you can get you know your coaches or whatever, whomever, yeah, can say this, this, and that, but the fact of the matter is, it's your body, it's your health. Put that in the forefront. It sucks that you have to miss a game or two, but it's better to miss two or three games than to miss all of them. So I, I don't know how much clear, how much clear I can get with that. So, but um, you know, right now, like right, right now at this moment, I'm pretty sore. I'm sore. I'm not hurt, but I'm sore. Thursdays and Fridays is when my body at this point is in that mode of okay. You still have this amount of energy left to go and do this workout and this workout. But if Saturday you do something else, you're pushing it. So you got to give your, your body time to recover. Absolutely. I know there's some people out there that do it six to seven days a week. That's fine. They may have some really you know, strict recovery methods and nutrition that help, that enable them to do that. But for most people out there, a lot of us, you need that recovery day. Because you gotta let your muscles grow back, you gotta let them recuperate, you gotta get your mind right again. Because you will burn yourself out, without question. You will burn yourself out, and at that point, that could lead to just not going to the gym period anymore, even if you're healthy. And you don't want that. So, but what else is on my mind? Um, I suppose, you know, I made mention about the total body workout thing. I know last week I was wanting, I started to go back to the concept of doing split days again from a, and, and incorporating more of a traditional style than what I'm accustomed to, what I've been doing, I should say. But uh, my mind is not there anymore. I am, you know, to say I'm a traditionalist now would be a bit, I think, uh, a misstatement. I don't, I don't, I, 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 as I walk around here, I'm pacing, I'm recording and I'm pacing and I'm, and I'm, I'm looking at this gym I'm at right now and I'm in the, the machine room right now. 
Now, once upon a time, maybe not even too long ago, I'd be on these machines doing my sets and whatnot. But I've gotten so invested into what I do with my mace and with the clubs and the kettlebells and the battle ropes. It is such a dynamic style that I just, when I get on these machines, I just feel so sedentary that I'm like, I can't do these anymore. I just, I really can't. Now, right now there's kind of like this big battle, you know, I say big battle, but whatever. You're always going to have two people, you know, who believe that the traditional way is the best way. Then you can have others that are like, oh, functional training, dynamic strategies, that's the best way. At this point, based off what I've said, of course, I might fall into the latter category of, of things. And that's fine. I, I, I'm perfectly okay with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the traditional way of going at things. But the way that science has gone these past few years, science, technology, research, whatever... I truly believe that functional training in general and other training styles that are very similar to that will evident I think they'll be proven to be the more effective and superior training method that will put your body at the point where it's operating at the optimum level operating at the level it should be because this week and as of late you know, I've been talking to a lot of the old school fellows, if you will, who were, you know, working out in the 80s, 70s and 90s, whatever, and are now, you know, 50s, 60 years old, and they're feeling, you know, they're paying for all the power lifting that they did then, in that, you know, from knee problems to back problems, you know, they're, you know, I had a real com- good conversation with a, one of the maintenance people here the other day, and he was just telling me just how how all everything he did back then you know just that powerlifting yeah it felt good then but now he's paying for it and so you could you could hear that regret in his voice that he wished he could do things differently but you know coulda shoulda woulda you know and I hear the same thing from football players who played in high school and were just like I should have never played because I got too many concussions I fucked up my knee same old story right and I really truly believe right now that we're at a really good place where you can have all these various styles to choose from and still be better off from it. I feel right now, I'm very confident, very confident that my training style at the moment is going to enable me, I'm going to be better off doing this than if I became a power lifter all of a sudden. Because I know how my body is. I'm pretty, you know, uh, I'm, I'm built for having lean strength, not bulky strength. When I was still walking weight was around 180, 190, 200. I had convinced myself that this was the best weight for me. This is just considering my height. Like, this is it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I was strong and I was, I was thick. I was T-H-I-C, you know, as they say, thick. I was a thick dude. But... As I look back in retrospect, as I have as of late, I wasn't mentally and physically in the best shape. Despite the fact that, yeah, I went to the gym five days a week, but for what? I was barely maintaining anything. Now that I look back on it, because my recovery sucked, because I was only getting three to four hours a night of sleep, which was, that does nothing for my recovery. I'm barely having enough sleep to operate, mentally and physically. 
So everything that I thought I was doing in the gym was, it wasn't necessarily for nothing, but man, it just was like, I, I look back on that just shaking my head thinking, man, I had it all wrong. I had it all wrong. And I did that for years, years. And it's not that I didn't waste my time. No, I didn't. I just, you know, you, you got to, it's, it's experience. You get the experience now and you know what you don't need to be doing. And that's one of the things. And so, um, you know, you're going to come across this on your Instagram post, whatever, of all these different tips, you know, especially with sleep. I can't encourage getting more sleep enough. I mean, for crying out loud, I went to bed around 830 last night and I was perfectly fine with it. You know, you get, you can get made fun of whatever. Oh, you're an old man now, whatever. No, I'm just getting smart hours of sleep because I want to wake up in the morning feeling great, which is exactly when I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. It was perfectly fine. I wasn't groggy. It was like, man, I felt good. Me and Tara got up. Boom. Hey, let's go for a little, take you outside. Whatever. I felt good. I'm a little sore because my delayed onset of muscle soreness is starting to kick in because I had a hell of a workout yesterday, but that's fine. That's normal. So in my head, I'm thinking, all right, well, let's get some stretching in done today and then maybe go get a massage or something to help break that up. And then let's, let's kick off Friday with, you know, let's Friday's next. It's the last training day of the week. Boom. You know, let's, let's hit it strong. And that's, I mean, that's what you get with educating yourself, proper education, proper education and experience. Um, of course, there's going to be people that I meet along the way who are fitness professionals and not fitness professionals who are going to be like, oh, that's stupid, James. You know, why would you do that? I do like this. Uh huh. It's a lot of that ego shit. And you got to be past that. You got to get past that. So, um, you know, going on, you know, it's kind of a diatribe and a tangent, but recovery is key y'all recovery is key along with you know working smarter not harder you know you you de facto i mean if you work you work out smarter you're, you're actually going to end up working out harder and just overall better and so you know that's um that's kind of where i'm at as a trainer right now in this industry especially even here in lubbock texas where this part of the world, this part of the state, this part of the region, just in general, you know, is very traditional in a lot of ways in terms of like, this is the way it's done here. You know, you're supposed to go to church on Sunday, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that because that's how we were raised. Well, I was raised in a way to do, educate yourself and make and blaze your own path because everything that has been done traditionally doesn't mean it was right. And so there's a lot of ways you can, where, where, a lot of directions I can go with that statement, but in sticking to the spirit of the podcast, um, especially um, in comparing myself, because I'm a human being, I compare myself to others. We all do. Um, it's a good and bad quality, whatever. But when I see other trainers in action, you know, many of the better trainers that I know personally are more dynamic in what they do. They incorporate all these different techniques and just variations whereas i feel certain trainers at a certain gym here and a lot of other the big box gyms tend to i don't know i feel that they hold their clients back and go through the motions and check the boxes which i'm gonna say yes i'm guilty of that at the beginning at the beginning but it didn't take too much longer for me to realize you know what I got to get my own style going because this isn't, this isn't going to work long-term. I got to think long-term. So that's when I went to on it. Now, mind you, 
I got ahead of myself in a good way and, and scheduled my on it training um, basically almost eight months in advance because I knew the direction that I wanted to go because I know, I know who I am as a person. I have a good relationship with who I am and what I want to do and achieve as a trainer. But most importantly, as a human being. So I knew that if I'm going to, you know, I started barely getting into on it and I figured, you know what, I'm going to get the certification. Let's get this other certification out well. Let's separate yourself from everybody else. Going to on it that weekend last year was one of the better decisions, uh, financial, professional, and even personal decisions I've ever done because it opened my, my vision up to, to, to so many different things. And so as of late, I've been just completely, you know, like on this creative, like, I mean, there's so many different directions that I can take my, my brand in and my training style, which makes it exciting. That's what, you know, working in the Department of Homeland Security sucked for so long. And yeah, it sucked, but it sucked for so long is because you're, you're, you're chained, you're chained to a certain, you can only do certain things. Of course, it's two different fields, but with someone like me, who has that creative aspect, who wants to do more, you know, in this field, I'm able to do that. I'm able to go out and train myself in all these various disciplines and share that, those disciplines and that knowledge with my clients and non-clients. I don't know how many times with people I just meet randomly and I'm talking to them and I'm just able to drop some knowledge on them that helps them out in the gym and I'm not charging them or whatever. You know, sometimes they want to train with me, sometimes they don't. Majority of the time they don't because that's, and that's the thing about getting, uh, hiring a personal trainer, but much less having fitness a part of your lifestyle. You're a part of, you become a part of a minority at that point because the majority of people out there don't take care of themselves. Half the time, the reason when they say I feel like shit is because it's not really that they're sick. It's because of what they're putting in their body and the lack that they're not keeping their body conditioned enough. So they're illogically living a lifestyle that just is not, it's just not good. And so, you know, it's often um, too little too late when they go to the doctor and they say, hey, you have type 2 diabetes or you've developed a condition due to your lifestyle. And so now you have to take this medicine and now you have to go to the gym. Well, damn it. Perhaps if you were taking better care of yourself beforehand, being proactive about your lifestyle choices, your nutrition choices, your fitness choices, that you wouldn't be in that position. See it time and time and time after again. Going back to Mr. Bigel, you know, he got to that point where he was near that, you know, just that, that, that breaking point physically where it's like, he, I may not be around much longer. He made the choices to just that, that he was fortunate to make those choices later on in his life. And, and now he's better off for it. He's in good condition. The, the, you know, the high blood pressure, the other you know, chemo, uh, the c- conditions that he was about to get diagnosed with, he, he basically brushed those aside. He doesn't, he's, not, you know, he's not diabetic. He was nearing that point. You know, his, high blood, his high blood pressure is now regular blood pressure. So hits his back. He's nearing that optimum level. Of course, he has other goals that he wants to get to personal goals that I'm helping him out with. And that's my job. And so, you know, you got to ask yourself this, what are your goals? What do you want to do? What, what is your end game? What is your, 
I mean, what is your plan? Do you want to go off throughout life feeling like shit all the time and then justifying it? With, well, it's life. You got to live, right? You got to continue to eat like crap. I mean, it's life, right? No, that's not life. I enjoy barbecue much like everybody else. I love pizza. I love burgers, but I don't eat them every day. Once a week. Sometimes when I'm feeling a little froggy, twice a week. But you got to maintain your body. I'm looking at my car right now. That takes maintenance. Your body is no different. You have to continue to maintain that. Going back to Douglas Barnett, the guy I shouted out earlier. Doug, here in Lubbock, you know, sedentary for the most part, didn't act, wasn't very active at all. He moves to Galveston, Texas. Holy shit. He loses damn near, what, 100 pounds? You can correct me on that if you want, Doug. But he lost all this weight. He took certain things out. He quit smoking. He started biking. He started walking, you know. And it's not that he turned his life around. Yeah, I guess he did turn his life around, but he took it. In, no, he, no, better yet, this is a better way to put it. He took it in a different direction. Instead of being on the beach, you know, instead of sitting and looking at the beach, he's on the beach now. He's riding next to the beach. He's walking on the beach. His cardio makes mine look like crap, to be quite honest. And he's, he's, all, he's all better for it. It's about making choices and decisions, everybody. It really, truly is. And I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but that's okay, because this is my podcast, so I can say whatever the hell I want. But you got to be mindful of those decisions you make, especially ones that affect your health and, and you know, just <laughs> mental, physical, all that stuff. Because in the bottom line, in the grand scheme of things, people look up to you. You know, in my case right now, I've been sorely reminded this week and last week that I'm training these kids. So I have got, you know, I don't, I have to be an example for them. I don't want to show up with Twinkies in my mouth and, you know, a soda from, from Sonic or wherever, you know, big gulp. And I'm just, yeah, yeah, get them push-ups, man. No, I got to be better than that. I got to be the example for them. I got to live it out. And I have no issue with that whatsoever, whatsoever, because it's been a part of who I am for so long. But now I got to continue. I got to up the game because these kids, you know, going back to one of my earlier episodes, like I'm a part of the village that's helping raise these kids to a degree. And I hope that the knowledge I drop on them, that they use it for their future endeavors and and athletics and their career and personal life, whatever. But, you know, that's where, to me, the importance of this job really becomes paramount. That it's not a check-the-box situation. That I'm, okay, I have client A come in. Let's let's have you do this. And, okay, see you next time. At that point, if I'm like that way, then what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even doing this? You know? And so I I challenge other trainers. I challenge all y'all. What are you doing? What, what is this, you know, what is this all for? Ask yourself that. What is this all for? Now, I know for me, what is this all for is that there's just a lot of things why I do this. A lot of good, solid reasons why I do this. For so long, I couldn't help others. I felt in the way I wanted to help out when I was working for the Department of Homeland Security. You have these cathartic moments. You go off, you figure stuff out. And then that's when you open up. You have to make the hard decisions. You have to make a hard decision to leave a job after nine years. You have to make that decision to leave healthcare, to leave insurance, to leave a 401k, to actually pursue something that you truly know is going to make you happy. 
but also give you that one chance, true chance, to go out and help someone professionally and personally. And so, you know, at some point, I'd like to think all of us go through that. We have to go through that point. Make that decision. Some people settle. Settle for that mediocrity, I guess. And then there are others that settle for taking that leap of faith. You know? So, yeah. But um, all in all, you know, it's just about what is this all for? And I, I, you know, that's a damn good question. So, but I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, this episode, folks. I know this is one of the more deeper episodes as of late, if you couldn't tell already from (laughs) the way I've just been going at it. But uh, needless to say, I got a few interesting um, episodes that could potentially be happening here in the next few weeks. Um, So I'll keep you posted on that. Um, shout out to a few people who had birthdays this weekend Amanda Machado over in Germany uh, the wife of my, one of my good friends uh, lifelong friend Stephen Machado she just had a birthday happy birthday Amanda hope you had a unicorn cupcake uh, party put on by your children and Stephen so happy birthday to her and everyone else that I have forgot to mention you know it's getting to that point folks I'm forgetting people <laughs> I'm forgetting people and you know just it's it's been busy but um Nonetheless, uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Cerebral Fit, where I'm a bit. Um, on Twitter, I'm just going to make it known. I'm pretty, there's no, uh, nothing's off limits with me on there. I'll talk about anything and everything, and I don't care. I don't care. Um, Instagram, at Cerebral Fit. It's more my fitness profile. I really just talk about my, you know, just what I'm doing on this podcast and what I'm doing on my job. You know, just kind of the advances I'm making and my clients are making. And so that's what I do. Uh, I got a Facebook page. Once again, I'm not exactly, um, I haven't been really enjoying Facebook as of late. It's just gotten, it's just boring now. And so uh, professionally, I have to keep it. Uh, personally, I get on there maybe once or twice a week now, if that, whenever I'm feeling froggy. Um, but right now, um, for the content of what I'm doing professionally, uh, Instagram is probably the best place to go now for just getting updates on new content, what I'm doing professionally and so on, what I'm doing deal-wise. I know that with here in the next few months, there's going to be a lot of specials coming up. So if you're in the Lubbock, Texas area, you want to train, contact me. You know how, DMs, whatever. Um, And then let's see what we can do. Schedule for the next few uh, months is going to be very busy. So, you know, spaces and times are limited. So be cognitive of that. And... um, yeah, just hit that subscribe button. I think that's just the best way to go. I know with the other podcasts I listen to, I hit that subscribe button and then just drop in the phone and boom, there you go. It's instantaneous. It's easy. You don't have to go search for me. You don't have to click download. It just happens automatically. Got to love technology sometimes, right? So uh, needless to say, uh, I appreciate y'all listening to this episode and all the episodes. I'm still a growing podcast, if you will. Remember that. And uh, hit the five-star ratings, whatever. <laughs> This is the point where I guess we do the cheapest cheap plugs for and please for oh I need I need I need ratings. Do what you will. You can give me one star, two star, three star, four star, five star, whatever. But uh it's time for me to go, folks. I got a client coming in. It's time to get down to work. Clanging and banging. So this is James Reese. This is Cerebral Fit. I'll catch y'all down the road. Adios.